0: This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. All right, so I just want to talk to you. We're going to be going through Ezekiel. Um, Grab your Bibles. I really feel like there's something that God is is saying. There's just we're we're really stepping into a beautiful season with Jesus. There's just so many amazing things. I've just I've been on a journey. I'm sure we all have lately. Just just saying, God, what is it that that you're saying to me? I want to hear you. I don't want to miss what you're saying, Lord. And so often we can get busy and we just get consumed in all the things that's going on in the world and we just get consumed in our own lives and we miss what the Lord is saying. And I love that my husband, is so sensitive about that stuff. And this is really the time just to be with Jesus, to be with Jesus, to, to spend time with Him, to love on Him, to, to listen, discern what, what He is saying in this season for each and every one of us. So it's a beautiful season. And, and don't give up. I just I just feel to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up. Jesus is with you. He is faithful. He The Bible says He never leaves us nor forsakes us. So don't give up. Stay connected to the source, which is Jesus. Jesus is the source. He is the center of all of our life. So if you stay connected to him, you don't have to worry about anything because Jesus is everything. He's everything and he is capable of all things. So stay close to Jesus. This is the time to just really stay connected to the Lord. It's something even in my own life that I've been just trying to do more of and and I and I feel like to be really honest I feel like I've failed and and through this season a little bit I feel like I haven't I'm not like proud I think I could have done more I could have I could could have given more and so I've asked the Lord Jesus help me I I just I want to know you more I want to trust you more I say you're everything to me because I believe with all my heart Jesus is everything and if you're everything, you're, you're everything. So it doesn't matter what's going on in life. You are all in all to me. And so even if you have moments where you're like, man, I just feel like I'm missing it. I feel like I'm, I'm missing what God is saying. Just, just jump back into the river. You just jump back into what God is doing. You just jump back in. Spend time with him. Have have one-on-one time with him. As much as I love that you're watching us right now on live stream and I, and I love to put on YouTube and worship just to, to, to worship leaders on YouTube, but that does not substitute your time with Jesus. That, that's, that doesn't replace you being with Jesus, just you and Jesus. Only him and you. That one-on-one secret place with him. That's just, I got my notes, so stay with me. Thank you, Jesus. So I really feel like we're in a season right now in life where we can choose to live fully devoted, fully yielded, fully surrendered to Jesus, fully trusting him. We always love to say that we trust him, but then things happen and we realize, do we really trust him? Do we trust him? Is he, is he our all in all? Do we lose hope? Do we feel hopeless? And I, We all have times in our lives where we feel like giving up and we feel like all hope is gone. But it's time to run to the Lord and devote our hearts fully to him right now, to give him everything, to yield everything to him and trust him no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on just finding rest and peace in Jesus. It's in those still moments with him. It's in those, it's in those times where you're, you're praying and you're not even saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're just resting in, in him. You're so secure in who he is. He's a big God. He's, he's, he sees, like I said earlier, he sees everything. And we need to rest in Jesus and love on Jesus and minister to him. That should be our focus, not what can we get out of this season? How can we grow? How can we do better? How can we stay on top? How can we keep afloat? No, no. Lord, what are you saying? I just want to be with you. I don't want to miss what you're saying in this season, God. I don't want to get caught up in all the other things I just want to be with you, Lord. I want you, Jesus. I want to minister to your heart. And you don't have to be a worship leader to minister to Jesus. You just have to be someone that pours your heart out to him, that loves on him. He, he he is so beautiful that he desires to be loved by his children. Such a beautiful thing. And He needs to be our focus right now. He needs to be our all in all. Our hearts have to be connected because when they're connected to Jesus, then nothing else matters. Nothing else, everything else just fades away. So we have to stay connected to the source, which is Jesus. I've been really honest. Um, I'm pretty honest <laughs> always. Maybe I over, overshare. But this season has really been, like many people, it's been really difficult for me, especially in the beginning. It was, you know, I, it was just rough. There were so many things, like so many goals, so many desires in my heart, so many things I wanted to do for Jesus and accomplish for Jesus. And so when everything just kind of got put like on pause, it was, it was a little rough for me. And I, I realized really quickly in my life that I was too caught up in what I was doing for the Lord. I was more caught up in that at times than in the Lord. And I, I'm just being honest. And I, I just, I had to take a step back. And I said, okay, wow. Like, I didn't even think I dealt with this anymore. I thought, I, I thought that I didn't have these things in my life. I didn't think that I had things that were too high in my life. I thought that things were balanced the way that they should be. But then when when everything got taken away, I felt like, "Okay, Lord, it's just me and you now, and this needs to be enough." Finding rest in who you are needs to be enough for me. I don't want to strive. I don't want to try to make things happen. I don't want to do things just because someone that I know is doing things this way. I have to find what you are saying and what you are doing. So I had to go before the Lord. And, and personally in my life, I just said, sorry, Jesus, I, I've i put things above you. I, I put things too high in my life and I want you to be number one to me. I want you to be everything to me. I thought you were Jesus, but at this moment, it didn't feel like Jesus was in that moment. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that feeling. And so I had to just go and just strip those things away. Like I feel like there's, it's been a season of pruning and purifying. It's in my, I'm just speaking. I'm preaching to myself right now, so I hope that's okay. But I feel like it was a season of pruning and purifying and just, just killing things in me that just needed to die things that didn't belong things that took too high of a place in my life and as much as i love doing the work of the lord we all do it's beautiful to to, to be in ministry and share jesus with people there's such a it's such an honor but that should never come before jesus he he is the one thing that matters so through this season, I saw okay, there's stuff in me that I need to let die. There's stuff in my own life that has become too, too relevant, like too, too, what's the word I'm looking for? But there's just things in my life that have become too high, that I've exalted too high in my life. And I just, I asked the Lord just to strip that all away in me, just to take all those things and make it simple. And make it just about him. And when you love Jesus, when it's about him, that it's good enough. You, you're fulfilled just with being with the Lord. It fulfills you. I've been reading through Ezekiel. And it's really just, that's actually where I just happened to be reading to um, reading in today. And it just really started to, to minister to me. And I was just getting blessed reading about it and reading about the priest and how there were the priests that they they weren't faithful they didn't remain faithful to the lord they they Israel's heart turned that it turned away from the lord it turned away from him and he, they were they were exalting other things other idols in their life and they weren't they didn't remain faithful to the lord and then there were other we're going to read about that in a moment but there was another set of priests that was they were set apart They lived holy before the Lord. They didn't waver. They didn't turn away from him. They remained faithful, faithful to Jesus, no matter the cost, no matter the price. And we want to be like those priests, right? We want to be those people that remain faithful to Jesus, that don't turn to other things to satisfy us, because only Jesus should satisfy our heart. Only Jesus satisfied. He satisfies us. He satisfies our deepest needs. So when we're tested and pruned and purified, we want to be faithful. Faithful children. Let's go to Ezekiel 44, 8 through 13. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. "'Instead of safeguarding my sacred rituals, "'you have hired foreigners to take charge of my sanctuary. "'So this is what the Lord says. "'No foreigners, including those who live "'among the people of Israel, will enter my sanctuary "'if they have not been circumcised "'and have not surrendered themselves to the Lord. "'And the men of the tribe of Levi,' who abandoned me when Israel strayed away from me to worship idols, must bear the consequences of their unfaithfulness. They may still be temple guards and gatekeepers, and they may slaughter the animals brought for burnt offerings and be present to help the people, but they encouraged my people to worship idols, causing Israel to fall into deep sin. So I have taken a solemn oath that they must bear the consequences for their sins says the sovereign Lord. They may not approach me to minister as priest. They may not touch any of my holy things or the holy offerings, for they must bear the shame of the detestable sins they have committed. See, they were treating ministering to the Lord as common they didn't realize what a privilege, what an honor it is to minister to the Lord. They let people in that weren't set apart, that weren't sanctified. They, they were treating it as, as a common thing. And, and that's, that's what I'm hoping. This table's bothering me a little bit. Sorry, let me fix my seat. Sorry, I am turned around here and I want to be comfortable when I'm ministering. Okay, there we go. I'm good. So they saw it as, as as something that it wasn't. And I, what I want us to get tonight is that being set apart, being set apart to minister to the Lord is a holy thing. That is the greatest privilege that we have as believers, to minister to Jesus, to stay close to him. Even if other people around us are... Are putting other things above the Lord. We have to stay focused right now. We have to stay focused and committed to what the Lord, to what He's calling us to do, to our callings, to, to, to the things, the things that the Lord is trusting us with. We have to stay faithful. And here they were treating it as common. They were, like I said, they were letting other people in. They weren't, they didn't see what a gift what a gift it was to be a holy priest set apart ministering to the lord when we minister to the lord he takes over you don't have to worry about the things I, okay i feel way better that i adjusted my seat okay thank you jesus you don't have to worry about the things that are going on you don't have to worry about all the stuff over there that's 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 taking your attention and your focus away. You don't have to worry. It doesn't matter what's going on in life. Your job is to minister to the Lord. That's, we are set apart. We, His children, are set apart. So we minister to Him and we let Jesus, we let God, who is in control of everything, we let Him act on our behalf. We just worship Him. So right now, our job is to worship Him, is to praise Him, is to minister to Him. Let the Lord fight your battles. Let the Lord take over. You love Him. It is a holy thing to be set apart. It is a holy thing to be a worshiper. And like I said a second ago, you don't have to be a singer you don't have to play in a band to be a worshiper. We are all worshipers of Jesus. We, as his children, we are all called to worship him, to love him. It's a, it's a holy invitation that I feel like God is inviting us into. It's a holy invitation. And if there's anything I, I hope that we get me to is that it's not common it's a beautiful invitation. I really feel like the Lord is wanting to take His children deeper. He's wanting to take us into a deeper place. Remember when the disciples were were fishing and they cast their nets and they were in the shallow waters and they didn't get many fish. There wasn't there wasn't much um, that they got. And then they went deeper into the waters. And when they went deeper into the waters, then they threw the nets and they caught many fish. So God is wanting to take us into a deeper place right now. He's wanting to take the church, his bride, into deeper places in him, deeper 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 intimacy, deeper surrender, deeper devotion. In depths that I believe we've never even seen before. So instead of focusing on what's going on in the world, And of course, we have to to a point, but instead of that being our main focus, let's focus on the Lord right now. Let's focus on Jesus. Let's focus on Him. Let us be so consumed in Him that it doesn't matter what is going on. Our job is to minister to Him. Verse 10 says, God said that He was abandoned by them. What we just read in verse 10 so when they left to other things, God said, you abandoned me. You've left me. You didn't, you basically, you didn't keep your post as priest. You left. And we don't want to be people that leave the Lord. I know I don't want to be someone that 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 leaves the Lord and gets caught up in other things. I want to be faithful to Jesus. That's like been the prayer of my heart for for the longest time, Lord, I just want to be faithful. I don't feel like I'm there yet, but that's, my, that's the cry of my heart. I want to I go deeper every day. I want to know you more every day. I want to be faithful, Lord. I want to be a trusted friend. I, I want to I yield everything to you. I, want you. I want you to have full reign of my life. I don't want to get in the way. I don't want things to get in the way. I want to I be faithful to you. That's got to be the cry of our heart. When the rest of Israel was worshiping idols, the tribe of Levi did not remain faithful. That's what we just read. They did what everybody else did so they could not partake of the holy things of the Lord. And again, I believe the Lord is wanting each and every one of us to go deeper in him, to go to deeper levels that we've never known before. He wants wants us to live a life of holiness, be set apart, be set apart in this season, be set apart for Jesus and live a holy life. And of course, without the Holy Spirit, we can't can't live a life of holiness before the Lord. But but when we let him take over, when when we let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us, our Comforter who was sent to comfort us, and help us. We can do all things through Christ in Jesus' name. So he wants to set us apart to live a holy life. We've got to remain faithful to Jesus. No matter what, because he set us apart. Let's go to Ezekiel 44, 15 through 16. However, the Levitical priests of the family of Zadok, Zadok, I think I said that right, continue to minister faithfully. Listen to this. They continue to minister faithfully in the temple when Israel abandoned me for idols. These men will serve as my ministers. They will stand in my presence and offer the fat and the blood of the sacrifices, says the sovereign Lord. They alone will enter my sanctuary and approach my table to serve me. They will fulfill all my requirements. But again, these Levitical priests, they were different. So again, they, like we have a choice to make. Do we, want to, do we want to have one foot in the world, one foot out? Do we, want to, do we want to go against what God is calling us to do? Or do we want to be faithful no matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening around us, we stay faithful to the Lord. So these Levitical priests, They remained faithful, even when all of Israel was worshiping idols and and turning their affection and their gaze to other things. They stayed faithful. And because of that, they got to serve as ministers before the Lord, and they got to stand in the presence of the Lord. And it says, They alone will enter my sanctuary and approach my table to serve me, and they will fulfill all my requirements. So they got to enter into a place with the Lord that was holy and set apart. And we're at a time right now where I don't, I don't want to look like everybody else. I, I, want, I want to live my life set apart for Jesus. I want to live a holy life before Jesus. I want to be his friend. I, I, I just, I hope that makes sense, but it's like there's so much more in him. There's there's so much more in Jesus. And I want to live holy. That's been a prayer for my life. Just Lord, help me live a holy life, a holy life set apart for you. I don't want to, I, I don't want when the waves Come. I don't want I don't want to be knocked down. I just want to stay I just want to stay steady. I want to stay steady in who you've called me to be. I don't want to be one that abandons the Lord. I don't want to be one that fulfills my desires with other things. And it's so easy to do. And when we hear idols, we think idols, but there's anything that you put before the Lord is an idol in your life. It could be your ministry. It could be your family. It could be your social media. It can be, and I'm guilty of that. I mean, I'm sure we all could say we've we've, we've been guilty of that. But anything that you put before the Lord is an idol in your life. And he has to be your all in all. He has to be the source of everything. He has to be number one in your life. Not number three, not number two number one, number one, so that we can enter into deeper intimacy with him. He is our reward. His presence is our reward. He's enough. He's enough. He has to be enough for us. He has to be enough. He has to be everything. He's the reward, not the recognition, not the stuff, not, not that. He's our reward. His presence is our reward. Let's go to Ezekiel forty four seventeen 17 through 19. When they enter the gateway to the inner courtyard, they must wear only linen clothing. They must wear no wool while on duty in the inner courtyard. Or in the temple itself. They must wear linen turbans and linen undergarments. They must not wear anything that would cause them to perspire. When they return to the outer courtyard where the people are, they may they must take off the clothes they wear while ministering to me. They must leave them in the sacred room and put on the clothes, so they do not endanger anyone by transmitting holiness to them through this clothing. I read this passage to Michael tonight because I just wanted to understand like in a deeper way. And I was like, the sweat, why the sweat? Why couldn't they even perspire? And Michael said, he said, because, this, is, this was Michael's interpretation, he said, when you perspire, when you sweat, you, you're getting in the way, you're, you're striving, we're trying to do things. So not even the sweat, like we just need to go in and fully trust in God, fully yielding. We don't need to try to make things happen. We don't need to try to produce things in our life. We don't need to try to, to push things when God is saying, sit still right now. Just sit still and hear what I am saying. Just listen to me. Don't miss what I am saying. Michael talked to our beautiful friend, Joy Dawson, who's in her 90s now. Um, she, they call her the mother of YWAM. She, she helped in the early years with um, Lauren Cunningham in YWAM. And, you know, as a leader, just being very real, this is, this is you know, it's a hard season to navigate. No matter what you do, you feel like you're doing something wrong. If you open, you're opening too soon. If you stay closed, you have no faith. So it's just its just been a rough season to navigate as a leader. And, and you know, at times you can get discouraged because you're like, man, we just want to hear what God is saying right now. So Michael, and, and he's better at this than me, I will say that. Michael is, is you know, it's more me that's like, what do we do? I don't know. Um, but... Because I just love you guys. So I'm always thinking of what do the people need? And Michael's always saying, what is God saying right now? What is the Lord saying? So he called Joy. And Joy said, Michael, God is saying something to his church right now. And if we're trying to figure everything out in this season, we're going to miss what he's saying. Stay close to the Lord. He's doing something new. He's doing something new. And we don't want to miss what he is saying. He's in control. He's so in control, it, it blows my mind, but these beautiful cameras that we're able to use now that that we raised money for at Jesus 19, they came in like, I'd have to ask Yoan, our tech guy, but I think like a day or so before everything got shut down. It's like the Lord knew we would need these cameras. And now through through putting this on YouTube and putting this on Facebook, the message of Jesus is going all throughout the world. He's in control. Just little things like that sometimes. I just think about that. I'm like, Lord, you knew. You knew. You saw things that we didn't see. And you provided for for our every need. You are faithful. But he's speaking something to us in this season. And we don't want to miss what he's saying And when Joy was, so I mean, when you're in your 90s, you've lived lived life. You've seen a thing or two. So when someone like Joy says that, and so many amazing people that I honor and love, when I say, what's going on? They say, God is saying something, but we need to settle in to see what he's saying. We need to settle in. We don't want to miss what he's saying. So as much as We'd love to say, well, we're going to do this. We're just like, we're, we're just yielding and obeying the Lord. We're just listening to what he's saying. Because Jesus is faithful and he's going to get this message out to the world. He doesn't, he, he, he's not waiting on us, if that makes sense. It's, it's not like we're not determining what's happening. The Lord is, he's, we just have to settle into what he's saying. So he's, he's speaking to us now in this season, and we have to find rest in him and not get in the way of what he's doing, and, and just rest. So that's when Michael was saying even the sweat mattered, because when you sweat, that speaks of striving and getting in the way. So he's saying, don't even, let, don't, don't even wear clothes that are going to make you perspire and take them off when take them off and leave them and when you go around others because you're in a holy place there was tangible glory when you're with the lord there's tangible glory on your life the clothing to me speaks of ministry our calling our authority that the lord has given us so again you you it's like he he clothes you in righteousness when you live a life set apart for him, it's, you look different. I don't know how else to explain it. You just, you, you look different. He clothes you. Like when Moses was, was coming down and his face was shining, shining so much so that Aaron and the people from Israel were scared to look upon him. Let's go to Exodus 34, 29 through 30. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed, With the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. Moses' face was shining because he was in the presence of God. He wasn't wasn't trying to look different. He wasn't trying to have a face that was shining like the sun. His heart was one after God. And God changed his, his countenance. His face was shining. It's the presence that changes us. It's Jesus that changes us. Only he can change you. I like what my husband says. He doesn't only change you, he replaces you. We are a new being in Christ Jesus. So we go, our heart goes for him. Our, God, our heart goes after him, knowing him, serving him. And he'll do all the rest. He takes care of everything else. I remember as a kid, I would always, I got the privilege to be around so many amazing leaders in the body of Christ growing up. I mean, it's just, when I think about it, it's mind-blowing who I got to be around as a child. And I remember being around Dr. Earl Roberts as a child, and he's, he's a tall man, and he's, you know, he's a man of few words, and so he was a little scary when I was a kid, but I remember always walking towards him just to, just to get near him, just to even give him a hug. My, my, my mom and dad would say, come on, Jess, come say hi to Dr. Roberts. And I've known him since I was a little, little girl. I mean, he, he knew my family before I was even born. And I remember getting close to him and I could feel the Lord on him. I don't know how else to explain it, but I, I, I would almost as a child get scared, not because he was the scary man, but I would, there would be like a holy fear of God that would come on me. I would, and I wasn't a scared kind of child like that. I was, you know, very comfortable with people. Um, You know, like I said, I was around so many people as a child that were just generals in the faith, but there was something about Oral Roberts, that when I would get close to him, I feel the Lord just talking about it, but when I would get close to him, I was very aware, even as like an eight-year-old child, I remember I was young when I felt it for the first time. I said, oh, he is a friend of God. This guy knows Jesus. He knows Jesus. His face is different. He is, is almost like he was shining. I he was like, like, when I read about Moses, when I, when I read that, I, I, I mean, I never got to meet Moses. One day in heaven I will. But the person on earth that I did get to meet in this earth was, was Oral Roberts. And that's the closest experience I ever had to that. It was like, you didn't even want to say. Like, it wasn't time to like joke around. Like, there was such a reference. There was such an awe of the Lord. But Oral Roberts was a friend of God. He, he was someone that lived fully devoted to Jesus. He loved him. And his countenance showed that. His 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 face looked different. His you know, it you can tell when someone's been with Jesus. You can tell their eyes, they just look different. Their, their face, their skin, everything looks different. And it's not, it's not a physical appearance kind of thing. It's just. You can tell they've been in the glory. They've been, they've been in the presence of Jesus. That's, that's their reward. They live for that. They live for that. And there is a higher place that God is calling us to. John, could you help me out? There's a higher place that the Lord is calling us into right now depth, new encounters. We don't want to live off of yesterday's encounters. We don't want to live off of the past or what he's done in the past. The Lord is doing a new thing. There is a new season we as a church are walking into. And again, we don't want to miss it. We don't, not not, not so much, we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss him. We don't want to miss what he is saying so right now it's it's time like like michael's been saying for months it's time to store oil it's time to get close to jesus like never before it's time if you haven't surrendered your life fully to him it's time to surrender everything to jesus not hold on to the things that are that are keeping us away from him and holding us back. He wants all of your heart. And that's why that's why in the beginning, and I've I've had moments even recently where I'm like, oh Jesus, but I didn't give you all of my heart. I thought I did, but I was holding on to things. I, I was I was holding on. I remember even, even when Jesus' image was was birthed. I, you know, I grew up in ministry with my dad and I love him so, so much. But I was holding on to the past, if that makes sense. I was holding on to things that happened in the past. I was, I was trying to live that again. So much so that I couldn't jump into what God, the new thing God was doing. I couldn't jump in to this, this beautiful thing that God was doing and of course I celebrate all the things that God has done of course I do I celebrate all those things but I don't want to hold on to those things so tightly that I miss what God is saying what God is doing I want to be a part of the new thing he is doing the new thing he is saying I want I want Jesus right now. I don't want to keep a part of my heart for myself. I want to live fully devoted to Him, fully yielded, fully surrendered. I just wanna I just wanna see what He's what He's speaking. I don't I, I of course want to hold on to what He said, but I want He's always He's he's always moving. There's always something new. There's always a there's always a new new winds of the spirit that, that are that are happening. There's there in sometimes we get so busy in all the things that we miss it. Because he's in the whisper. He's in the whisper. Remember, he wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the noise. He was in the still small voice. He was in this still, small voice, and I just feel like he's he's speaking to his church right now. He's speaking to his bride, but we don't want to get too busy that we miss what he's saying right now. We don't want to miss what he's doing. We don't want to miss the depths that he's wanting to take us into. those Levitical priests that we were just reading about. They were the ones to teach others what was holy and what wasn't. Ezekiel 44:23 23 says, they will teach my people, speaking of those priests that remain faithful, the difference between what is holy and what is common, what is clean and what is unclean. So we have an opportunity to, to be set apart the world should look to the church to say, what, what should what, what is God doing? What is he saying? We shouldn't look like everybody else. We shouldn't look like the world. We should look like God's children. We should talk differently. We should act differently. We should love unconditionally, not attack one another. We should love each other, love our brothers and sisters, The church should be the standard. I always love telling the story. One time Michael and I were calling the airlines. That's never fun. Trying to change a ticket. And we had agent after agent that was just not happy. And finally we got a lady. And man, she just had a piece on her voice. We didn't even see her. It's on the phone. But I said to her, I said, ma'am, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, I am. And then we just started talking about Jesus. And I said, I could tell just by the tone of your voice. Her voice was different. There was a peace on her voice that I didn't hear on other people that I was talking to. She was There was joy in her voice. There was peace. I went to Target the other day, same thing happened. The lady was checking me out. Her eyes were just different. I looked around other people. There was heaviness. There was worry. You could just see it. And I asked that lady, I said, do you know Jesus? And she started ministering to me in the the target aisle. It was beautiful. I was getting like just blessed just hearing her talk about Jesus. And I said, oh, I thought, because I was just thinking at first, I'm going to minister to her. And I said, you ministered to me. But there was just this peace on her. She was set apart, she was different. She looked different than everybody else at that moment because there was peace and rest because she had the one thing that matters, Jesus. So that happens, we're set apart when we find Jesus, when we stay close to Jesus, that's when he sets us apart. Let's go to Ezekiel 44, 28. The priests will not have any property or possession or land, for I alone am their special possession. Basically, you might not get what everybody else gets. You're not going to get the land. Remember, they would give families land and different tribes, this and that. But the, 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 the priests that were set apart, they got him. He alone was their special possession. So if you get Jesus, that's your reward. If you find Him, you have found everything you will ever need in this life. I promise you that. I promise you that. Because all those other things will never satisfy. They will never satisfy. Some of my most beautiful moments when I think back on just life, I just think some of my greatest times was when Michael and I lived in a little apartment we had no ministry at the time, we were just getting started we had no office we'd always joke about how Michael would say, I'll have my assistant call you and it was me, we didn't have anybody working with us, it was just like me and Michael and a box in our bedroom we had nothing, but we had Jesus we had him and that was good enough we were satisfied. We were content in having him. It was just a, just a beautiful season. And I so now I just look back at those moments in life and I go, oh man, that, that was beautiful. Those were just such great days because it doesn't matter what happens in this world. You could lose everything. But if you have Jesus, you have everything. You have everything you need. If you you have him, if you could just find that, if you could, if you could just learn that, I promise you, if you could just find that he is enough, you will learn that he will be the only thing that will satisfy you. He will be the only thing that will that will turn your cold heart and make it come alive again. He will quench your thirst when you're thirsty. He he will give you rest when you have no rest. He will give you hope when you're hopeless. In Jesus, we find everything. So that's why I love this verse so much because it's like you're not going to get the property or the possessions. You that are set apart that everybody else is getting. For I am your special possession. Basically, the Lord is saying, I am everything you need. You get me. You get me. I get you. And that was enough. That was enough. When you live for him, the only thing that matters is him. He alone is our reward. He alone satisfies our heart. And again, I I found that in deeper ways this season. Because I preached this but I didn't feel, I thought I was living it. But I realized quickly this season that I, I wasn't living it as fully devoted as I thought I was. I, I, got, I got caught up in the stuff. And that can happen to everybody. I got caught up in ministry. And ministry is beautiful and I love it. But again, that cannot satisfy our hearts Only the Lord satisfies. Because if we get too busy doing things for him and miss him, we miss the whole point. We miss, we miss, we miss. And I feel like there's an invitation to let the Lord simplify things again. Simplify, to to take us back to the beginning. Take us back to where it all began. Take us back to, to that moment where it was just you and Jesus, and that was enough. That satisfied your heart. You didn't need more outside of that. You didn't need to please people. Because I feel like we're in a moment where everyone, we don't, it's like we can't please everybody. Sometimes we just want to please people. But you can, you'll exhaust yourself trying to figure it all out. It's, it's like the Bible says, just worry about today. That has enough problems on its own. You don't need to worry about tomorrow. Let him, the king of the universe, worry about your tomorrow. You just love him. You just rest in him. That's all you have to do. That should take a big weight off of your chest. Just to even think that like, oh, I don't need to figure out What next month or what tomorrow is even going to look like? I just need to find you. That's my job. That's Jess's job right now. Lord, find you. Simplify my life again. Strip away anything, God, that I've put too high in my life. Strip away anything that I've exalted above you, Lord. Bring it back to the beginning bring it back to just me and you Jesus let's go to Romans 12.1 and then I'm going to pray for you and if, if I feel the Holy Spirit in that way maybe you can share some prayer requests and, and we can pray for you I'll have to try to get it on my iPad um, but let's go to Romans 12 1. and so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I just kind of want to focus on that last part. So many of us, what's God saying? What's his will for my life? No, 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 find the Lord, live your life devoted to him. Let your life be a living and holy sacrifice for Jesus, That is truly, like we just read, that is truly worshiping Him, devoting your life to Him. And then you'll learn to know God's will for you, for your life, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So when you find Jesus, you find what He's saying. When you find Him, you find his will for your life, which is pleasing and perfect, it's good. There are good things. God has good things for you. He loves you. He loves you so much. I. None of us could even imagine the depths of His love for us. He He knows you. He knows your every thought. He watches over you when you sleep. He watches over you. He. He sees you. He sees everything. He knows you. It's just, sometimes I just love to think, Lord, you know me more than I know myself. That is a beautiful thing, Jesus. Only you know me this way. Nobody, not even my husband, not even my parents, not even my children know me the way you do, Jesus. And you control my future. You hold my life in your hands. You have everything under control. You are amazing. You are powerful. You are altogether lovely. So Lord, I thank you that you'll just give us a revelation of who you are. Lord, forgive us if we have put our, our burdens above you Jesus forgive us lord if we have not trusted you fully god forgive us if we have not been faithful forgive us if we have not run to you if we if we ran to other people instead of you Jesus forgive us for that forgive us for not yielding fully to you forgive us god for for making idols in our life god forgive me for that Jesus forgive forgive us lord for putting things in the way that don't matter, God. Simplify our hearts, Jesus. Strip it all away, Lord, the things that don't belong. Forgive us, God, if, we've, if we have tried to please others above you, God. We want to know you, Jesus. We want you to set us apart, Lord. We want to live a holy, devoted life to you, Jesus. No matter the cost, Lord, no matter the price, Lord, we want to live fully surrendered to you, God. So just I just invite you if you if you don't know Jesus, if you've never fully yielded to Him, or maybe there's some of you watching that you've you've lived gray for so long and, and you've thought about coming back to him, but, You just are holding on to the past. You're holding on to those things that don't matter. I want to invite you to lay it all down and give it to Jesus and run to Jesus. Run after Him like you never have before. Like a little child that runs in the arms of her father, runs in the arms of her parent, run to Jesus. Give Him your life. He wants your life. He wants your life. He wants you. He loves you. He sees you. He has not forsaken you. He has not forgotten about you. Just give him your yes. Serve him with your whole heart. Share Jesus with everyone you know. Don't hold on to those things that don't matter. Don't hold on to those relationships that don't matter. Don't hold on to those things in your life that that give you satisfaction for a moment when you can have satisfaction in Jesus forever. Forever. Give him your life. I invite you tonight to give Jesus your life. If you don't know Jesus, if you've never met Jesus, give him your life, give him your sins. He wants to take away the sins in your life. He wants to wash you clean with his blood. He drives your sins away. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, he drives them away. He wants to kill that shame in you tonight. He wants to kill that disappointment in you tonight. He wants to set you free from anxiety tonight. I feel that so strong. There's people watching that you just hold on to shame. You hold on to things in the past. God has forgiven you, but you can't forgive yourself. And he wants you to give that to him, like we read earlier in 1 Peter. I referenced in 1 Peter, cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Give him your shame. Give him your burdens. Give him your worries. Give him all those things. He wants to take them from you tonight. He wants to take the heaviness off of you tonight. I just feel like there's so, I think that's why my heart was feeling heavy earlier tonight. I feel like that was the Lord speaking and saying he's healing people from heaviness in their heart, from worry, from fear. He wants to set you free from that but you only find freedom in Jesus. You're not gonna find freedom in, in your favorite pastor. You're not gonna find freedom in anything but Jesus. You find freedom in him. He sets you free. He breaks those chains. When you worship, remember Paul, when you worship, the chains break. All you have to do is think of him. All you have to do is focus on Jesus and he breaks the chains that have held you captive for so long. He breaks those things that have, those mindsets that have weighed you down. Just focus on the Lord. You find him and you find freedom. Many of you know my story. I I dealt with fear my entire life. I was bound. I couldn't sleep at night for years. I was anxious. I was over overtaken with fear and anxiety. And that's probably the number one question I get asked all the time is just, how did you get free? It's really simple. I found the Lord. I found Him. There wasn't any 12-step program I went through. I found Jesus. I found Him. He set me free. I renew my mind every day with the Word of God. It's daily bread, we need it, we need it every day. I, 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 I lean on him, I feast on him, I read, I read the word, I pray. He's become the center of my life. And yes, I have moments where, where I feel like I take a step back and I deal with things that, that I don't wanna deal with, but I don't stay stuck in that shame. I don't stay stuck there. I go back after him. I run back to him. So when I'm feeling lost, when I'm feeling confused, when I'm feeling fearful, when I have a moment of uncertainty, and I've had them, yes, recently, of course I have, I go back to the source, which is Jesus. I go back to him, and he renews my mind. I spend time with him. I I worship him. I pray. I I make my my home a place, like a a habitation. I I have worship music on. I'm in the word of God. I don't stay. I don't stay there. But without the Lord, I would go right back. I would go right back to my old ways. I would go right back to those fearful thoughts. I would go back to my old mindsets. I would go back to those things. The only thing that keeps me free, because the Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed, is Jesus. He keeps me free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I stay connected to Him. And there's freedom in Him. I just feel like there's people watching that God wants to set free tonight. He wants to set you free. He wants to restore you. He wants to restore those things even that were lost in your life. And he loves you. And he's wanting you just to come to him. To come to him and give him your life. Give him your life. And I'm not just speaking to the unbeliever right now. I'm speaking to to even leaders, pastors, people that have been in ministry, people people that have been saved for a long time. I'm speaking to myself where I was recently. Don't hold on to things that God does not want you to hold on to. Yield to him and fully devote your life to him. He wants all of you. He wants all of you. Don't hold on to the things in life that we do not need to hold on to. Do not hold on to the things that weigh us down. Do not hold on to the worries of this world right now. Run after Jesus. Give him your whole life, your whole heart.
1: To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow
0: our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever.